This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Carl, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, Philip. How are you guys? We're doing good, man. I'm really glad this is happening. Uh, there's no there's no greater high for me in life than introducing good people that I know to other good people that I know. And uh, a lot of the people listening to this show have heard from many business owners. And one thing that I know we love on this show is people who are doing things with a purpose. And you are definitely doing things with a purpose. But before we get there, I, I've I've often wondered, and this is something I love asking everyone who stops by the show. Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? My father was a private practicing OBGYN, um, and uh, he did that for I, I ought to know this. I think it was about forty nine years. So he, uh, as I said, was a physician that had his own practice. And outside of that, my mom ended up uh, having a business later in life. Uh, that they got and she did a good job, but they, unfortunately, you know, they had it reviewed and the CPA said, don't do it. And, you know, I think my wife can turn this around and uh, they could never get out of the loop. They did well, but there was debt they were hassled with. They didn't know about and the books were cooked in other words, but outside of that, that's pretty much it. And my dad just taught me, he just said, if you can be your own boss, son, that's always the way to go. And, and uh, I, ever since I got out of college, I've been self-employed. I was in a little different situation prior where I was sort of a statutory employee, but I was self-employed. And and then I got fired. And I'll never forget, I said, how can I get fired from my own company? I didn't figure that out. But anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. Now, now, I happen to know that the work that you do involves uh, the the healthcare industry in a big way, right? And 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 before we go there, I, I just want to know. You mentioned the self-employment path. Where where did it really start for you when you decided? Like I know you mentioned in like college, but like what was that actually like? That industry. What what, what was that step that you took? Yeah, out of college, Philip, I was at Northwestern Mutual, and that's more about life insurance, disability insurance for individuals and business owners proceeded to get a securities license, et cetera. But we also had a division that did employee benefits, group health insurance. And I always did pretty well there. And so that was kind of where I guess I had more of an affinity for over time. I did well on the other stuff. And then when that event happened, um, I kind of went uh, went totally out on my own. And through that, I continued those benefit, my employee benefit clients that way. And really started working more heavily in that in that direction. And, you know, throughout the course of time, Philip had to reinvent myself, I think, maybe four times in total uh, because the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, that came out, that changed everything. But we always were doing very innovative things way back with my co-founder, Mitigate Partners, Barry Murphy, who also was my mentor when I was younger. Um, and, you know, 
we found different ways to do things that other people we competed with weren't that were driving better bottom lines for the employers, increasing EBITDA and offering better benefits to the employees where, where most of the rest of the world was, I call it 1099 employee of the BUCAs, that's Blue Cross, United, Signet, and Humana. And all you got to do is look at where their 1099s come from. Then that'll tell you who they work for. So I still get a few of those, as I call them, cartel um, 1099s, but not many. Most bulk of mine is where the clients are paying me directly. So I get a 1099 from the client that's paying me. Oh, man. And has the, I, I don't know anyone more relevant to ask this question, has the great resignation impacted the work that you do at all? Oh, man, I'm telling you, the last two years, COVID and everything, it's just, it's crazy. I wouldn't say it, it certainly has impacted the work, but it's impacted our clients, obviously, more than it's impacted the work. And the thing that's really great, Philip, about what we do, as uh, you know, we call employer-built healthcare, not insurer-built we build it for our clients and it's their plan. It's not owned by an insurance company. They have got such rich benefits. They are able to recruit at a better or a higher level than I think other companies because of that. No deductibles, you know, low out-of-pocket max, low copays, you know, $0 copays for certain drugs. That will help you recruit people. But it's still, with all that being said, I think everyone knows how difficult that is, especially when you can earn 50 cents more an hour down the street. That's so crazy, man. Um, but before I go any further, I, I just I just want to let uh, Jason maybe chime in on, on what he's understanding so far from your journey uh, before we go deeper into the bigger movement you have at hand. Yeah, I've, I don't know. I think a lot of people look at the health insurance, the all all those things, right? As it's so complex, it's really really complex. And I know I listened to I listened to uh, my wife's mother and father because they're retired now, so they're Medicare, Medicaid, you know, Part B, all these different things, right? And it's so complex that it's hard to even wrap your brain around it really a lot of it it's crazy and you know how do you learn all that crap and maintain it i guess that that i usually don't ask questions but i'm curious <laughs> about well, how, I, how how you, how do you keep up with it all yeah. you know well, all right well hey by the way jason i didn't notice that's cool i mean we were on here and they got two of y'all i'm looking at and i'm looking at the screen and that is a great background. I, I no. love that. I love <laughs> it's, it. It's I real too, by the way. Yeah. It's not not fake. Yeah, that's got, I, I, it's like a turkey blind back there behind you. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. And I, I know what it symbolizes. I got it from your background. Um, you know, I, I, um, the challenge that we have, I, I know you asked the question, but I'm going to answer it differently and then come back to it. The challenge we have in our role, like Philip spent some time with my with myself and Taylor Rogers, one of our Mitigate partners out of Austin back in uh, November. And, and I think Philip's already obviously very well-read individual, but he also, I hope, I hope learned some things from that. And he learned quick and he got it real fast. The challenge we have is keeping it simple. And you have to keep it simple. If you confuse, you lose. 
And when you work with employers, you will lose them in a heartbeat. And that's why I really want to mitigate partners are for. We can get to that later. But that's the challenge to keeping it simple. And it is complex. But it, but at the same time, Jason, I could argue it's not complex. The, the one quote I've said for years, healthcare isn't broken. It was made this way. <laughs> Absolutely on purpose. And I know Philip Tate Carl's fish and go crazy here and start sweating, but but I will tell you, I will tell you, the people that created the system were brilliant. Think about it, Jason. We're going to create a system that you're not going to know the price when you go in, and you might know in 30 days, but you still owe the money. Um, well, I tell you, I'd love to run my business. Say, hey, Philip, hire me today, and I send you a check for a million dollars, a bill for a million dollars the next day, you know. Crazy. <laughs> um, but it, 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 when I said it's extremely complex, and that's why we tried to hone it down into what we call identifying the six fundamental deficiencies in the legacy healthcare insurance program. I can call them out real quick. And we turned them into six opportunities for employers, Jason. So there is hope. It's a positive message. And if they'll get eliminate those deficiencies, they can turn them into opportunities for themselves, which could yield, you know, 30 to, I'm, I'm careful what I say here because it is we've got the numbers approved, but let's say 30 to 50% in savings. Um, with no barriers to care where people can take care of themselves without fear of going bankrupt. And the employer can save money and everybody's happy and the employee premiums don't ever have to go up. Uh, we've been very blessed to be able to keep the employee premiums the same one group for seven years, but the but the CFO decided to raise them because he didn't want his employees to get complacent, which was actually a smart move. But um, I know I'm rambling here, but that... That is the challenge uh, that you said, and there's a lot there. And, and Jason, just like now, you're already thinking about how you're going to rearrange your camo back there, probably because you're like, man, where's this guy going here? Um, <laughs> but, 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 but that's the point, Jason. It's got to be, it, it, it has to be like that because it is complex. And when you go meet with some, an employer, I will tell you, if I was to sit down and do the six opportunities and that, that talks on our Mitigate YouTube channel, a bunch of different times has been videoed all over the country, that right there will leave them so pissed off and almost not believing us because it is unbelievable when you unravel and show it. It truly is unbelievable. It is unbelievable how my wife could have a $29,984 laparoscopic appendectomy and have $10,696 of billionaires on a bill. Yet, United Healthcare paid it. I don't know, you tell me. So, I mean, it, it, it almost, but we have somehow, as I say before I do these talks, I said, if anybody wants to challenge me, you better pack breakfast, lunch, and dinner because you're gonna need it. <laughs> um, because, because we've got all, we've got all the, we've got all the, I mean, we've got all. I, they're tape. I mean, you know, CDs or tapes. What I'm learning this too, by the way. All this stuff we're moving. Not that it's relevant to this discussion. It's got all these wires. Well, who has wires now? <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't have any eight track tapes, Philip. I don't have any of those. Oh, all what a is. shame! I love eight tracks. <laughs> anyway, um, it is crazy at how it just. Even my father, who practiced in the system all those years, my dad's, my wife's father, also my father-in-law was a radiologist. So we've been around medicine my whole life, and it is crazy. I got a daughter that's a nurse at the largest health system in the state of Georgia. Um, and she's just wrapping up her first year. I'm Mary May, proud of you. She just got a nurse practitioner school uh, that she'll start in a month, which we're real proud of her. That was a big accomplishment. But you ought to see what happens out there. 
unbelievable. I can tell you this. I just, if I, something happens to me when I'm moving or if I have a heart attack, just take me to the farm, put me in a deer stand. <laughs> I don't want to go to a hospital. I don't want to go. Well, that um, could happen, all the stuff you got to move. So. <laughs> hey, I was trumping his clothes. I'm, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Oh, man. No, you're right. It's it's a it's a real big issue. And a lot of businesses, I think from what I recall in our last call, they kind of just go with the general package and go with the flow with whatever their uh, CFO, in particular startups especially, will just go with whatever the default is and not even take a second gander at what options they have, which is crazy to me. And it's it's like you said, any business where you can have someone sign and commit to paying something before they even know what the price is, is insane. That's a great business model. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Phil. Sorry. No, I was, I was just, I want to get to the idea of what you've done with mitigate partners because uh, you, you, you stood in a, I think it's a huge and brilliant way to look at business right now. Most people will go after the clients they think they're big enough for. Right. And knowing the size of the enemy, let's say that you, the, the, the opposition, the, the ones that you're going to have to go against in order to help businesses get out of their own way to see how much money they're just leaving on the table. Right. And getting, getting taken from them. You had to go, Avengers and and in Marvel Universe and you know and, and literally multiverse to be able to tackle this and so you decided to launch Mitigate Partners, which every single partner there is an individual company in themselves, and yet all of you together are stronger, and you're able to do more because you're a bigger entity. And I want you to break down the dream of that. Okay, sure. No, thanks. A good question. We it really all started. Is I was, you know, I have no idea. I did a talk in July 17 with about 500 people and the cartel was heavily present. And Jason, the cartel is the Bucas, Blue Cross United Signet, <laughs> and many others, PBMs, program, program bilking millions are also known as pharmacy benefit managers. We can go on and on on that whole topic for a long time, but but um, I was there and um, that was really the first time I ever, I mean, I'd given some small talks and talked to employer groups with their employees and I just got up with myself and very, very passionate and somewhat animated, as y'all probably, as, as I know Philip knows, and Jason's probably saying, <laughs> why'd you have this guy on the show today? Jeez, Philip. But anyway, um, as we were doing that, people said, hey, I want to, you know, they started talking to me, other advisors, and they wanted to change and do something different. About that same time, the Health Rosetta came out, and I was one of the founding members of the Health Rosetta. That's a, a we call it a, a nonpartisan blueprint for fixing healthcare, basically, because this is a this is a nonpartisan issue. I mean, it it, it truly is. Everyone wants to fix it, and uh, that kind of came about. And then people were started to follow, want to be a part, and we kind of formalized it. We had a number of different people involved, and I'd say. Um, late 2020, we really formalized it and put a board together and kind of took it forward for people that wanted to kind of go on the same mission and do the same things. We do believe that collaboration over competition is better. And because everyone is fiercely independent, they don't, we don't own anybody. We don't tell them what to do. Everybody does whatever they want to do. But Philip and Austin, Texas may see the world differently than Carl Schuster in Atlanta, Georgia. 
And so we help each other. Iron, you know, iron sharpens iron, old Proverbs verse. Um, those things is what we saw. One plus one equals 50, you know, and not two. And so we've worked together and collaborated together on a lot of things, shared best case, best practices, all these different ideas. And I, I do believe, Philip, you said together, you're stronger, which is, you know, you want to go the old African proverb. You want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together. And that's what we're trying to do. But I will tell you, it's still hard. The fighting this system, I mean, Jason, you mentioned earlier when you say, how do you do it? It's so complex. It's number two or three on most companies. P&L is the cost of their benefits. Number two or three. And yet you would think, Philip says, Carl, I'm surprised you even have time for us today. We figured you'd be in the Bahamas or somewhere going on a boat, you know, but it's it's not that easy. It's still hard. And and we, we've put together a series of programs. We call them Zoom series to educate employers doing two of these six opportunities each meeting. So, Jason, instead of overwhelming them. We do these 30-minute segments, and it's really worked well. And we've, we've gotten some clients on board that way. It's over the course of four meetings, and they learn it gradually. And the, my old ways, when we started, it was, a, you know, open that, spick it up, open the fire hydrant and just pour it on them. You know, maybe I'll drown Philip where he has to sign to Iris. But uh, <laughs> that doesn't work well. So, but that's the that's kind of where we got, you know, Philip, and sharing these different ideas like this Zoom series other people are trying it and I'm also mentoring and other folks within the group are mentoring as well to help these advisors because if they can't simplify the message to Jason's point, they're never going to get that employer to make a change because it just, it almost just seems preposterous and untrue. As as Jackie Child says on Seinsville, that's preposterous. I I can't, I ought to know what I've seen it a hundred times. We all remember the comment when Kramer was in there that time. (laughs) Now, I mean, what I, what I actually love about it is also, and I want to make sure it's understood you're like nationwide. Like there are people all over the U S that are, that are part of this partnership, uh, this conglomerate. Yeah, I think we got 27 different people all the way from Portland, Maine to now Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, a heavy concentration in the south. I know you probably thought there'd be a bigger concentration in northeast with this heavy, you know, uh, northern accent I have. But uh, we have a lot lot of folks in the south. Um, and Well, I don't really call Florida the south, but, uh, but, you, know, <laughs> but, but you know, George, uh, we actually got two in Atlanta now. Uh, so um, including myself. But, yes. That's correct. And we will always, we're really, you know, Philip, we're not actively like recruiting. It's just people hear about it or come by way of, of hearing something and, and so forth. And we've been pretty blessed and we have turnover. I mean, people come and go. Uh, Some people don't have the time to dedicate. And, you know, if you're not going to put the time in and be an active participant, then it's probably not a group to be a part of because we want people that are active, that want to make a difference, not just to have their name, sitting there. And so we're pretty selective too uh of who, you know, we we allow in. That was that was going to be my next question because this podcast uh stands behind the symbol of a community itself of of uh senior business leaders. I think it's important uh and we've got like over 200 I think now uh uh strategic partners as somebody who does uh 
work with a community often you just alluded to some of that like you know if you don't have the time and you you are just joining just for the sake of it like how do you view the the management of a community of a conglomerate of a partnership that large and you know some of the responsibilities and how someone should view like considering their contributions and how often they should meet things of that nature <laughs> um I don't know that I'm very good at it, honestly, but uh, <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm the managing principal and I, as I said, co-founder with Barry Murphy. Barry's 72, so he's obviously active, but not as far as this this side of it goes. We we try to have bi-weekly meetings and we'll have, we could arrange anywhere from 10 to 15 participants. And why not more? Everyone's busy. Everyone, you know, that's the thing about this world today. I, I don't know anybody that's not busy. And that's everyone's excuse. I'm busy. Um, it drives me insane. Anyone to tell you, I'll go, you know, back crazy over that. I just irritates me to no end. It's like, I'm not busy. <laughs> um, but, uh, but um, you know, it's hard because I'm trying to also run my, my practice and work with employers, trying to mentor people, trying to move this mission along as a group. So it's not easy. And it's not easy in a world where everyone is like my youngest, who's about, you know, my daughter Hattie is graduating high school in May, as I was telling you earlier, and she's headed to the Harvard of the South, no disrespect to the University of Georgia, um, uh, on uh, August 12th. You know, the home of the national championship Georgia Bulldogs, just so you didn't know. I didn't know if you called <laughs> But anyway, um, um, but anyway, I have to say that because it's been 41 years, 14,984 days. So I have a right to say that. But, 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 um, but, you know, it's really hard because everyone's into themselves. Look at my daughter. I mean, it's normal for a young, a young adult or a teenager to be all about themselves. But, I think as a society, it, it's it, that's you asked the question. It's very challenging because everyone is worried about themselves. And you know what? They got a family and all that I get. Um, so it takes a little more and it takes some passion, maybe. And maybe that's why I'm doing it, because I'm that passionate about what we're doing. And you got to have somebody that's got some fire and, and, you know, passion, I guess. I love it. I love Jason. I know you got thoughts on all this. All about fire in the belly, right? That's what it is. I hope and, the belly's know, getting smaller with this move. But uh, <laughs> well, well, that's that's a whole another conversation, right there. <laughs> Just hopefully you don't have to eat your way out. <laughs> hey, the big green egg and my black stone, all that's going. Oh, egg's man. not big, but it's gonna work. Yeah, we will be. I'm probably go. making a, a Boston butt for my dad. My dad turns eighty on uh, next. Is that Friday? Yeah, Friday the fifth. He turns eighty, so we're gonna have a party for him on Saturday. So I may be cooking a butt up for him. Wow! There you go. There you go. No, but to what what you said, you know, I mean, I think if if we're not like really passionate about the things that we're doing, I mean, you don't have to have passion in a business. A business can run very mechanical, right? But it sure does help if you love what you're doing, right? And like I stopped worrying about legacy a long time ago. And now I focus on footprint, right? Because they're not the same okay. thing. You know, legacy okay. is local. Footprint is worldwide. So for me, it's like, how do I leave the biggest footprint on this planet? And I'm not talking about, you know, energy and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm talking about like, how do I leave the biggest difference 
um, in people's lives that affects them in the biggest, biggest way. Um, that's what's important because the more you give, the more you receive. And, and that, you know, I, I'm not a mindset guy or any of that stuff. I'm not trying to go down that route, but the point I'm trying to get at is if we stay in that give mode as much as possible and it will reciprocate itself back because we live in an angry damn world. And the more we can do as business owners to help, you know, extinguish some of that flame <laughs> as much as possible and make things easier. You know, that, 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 let's just start there, right? If we can start there, man, the world will be a better place tomorrow. <laughs> Jason, sure. it's like, you. it, it reminds me of a saying, I, I don't know who's coined the phrase, but I think you make a living from what you get, you make a life from what you give. And um, I think that's what's important. And I, I everyone has said, hey, Carl, you, we, we created this health plan called the Fair Cost Health Plan. It's a plan design, really. But anyway, we call it Fair Cost Health Plan. We've got a number of employers using it and getting great results. Uh, Phillips heard a little bit about that. But, but you know, at the end of the day, I've had people come say, Carl, why don't you just dump mitigate partners and go get money and take this fair cost health plan all over the place and compete with the bukas you know with a, you know to take a lot of money but there are people that would do that and invest readily but i doesn't really do anything for me i, I want to be working with employers i don't want to go call on other people that aren't like me trying to convince them to be like us you know yeah that's right. what you have to do and that that's already it's already hard enough to deal with the employer to to get them to see the way so I agree with you 100. It it isn't about it's never been about the money. It's about the money. I wouldn't have spent all the time. We had a huge conference in June at Gasparilla that I put together mostly by myself uh, with a little help. But I mean, it was a big time event. Marnie Jameson Carey was a speaker. Uh, we had Stephanie Stuckey, Philip, Jason. Y'all need to get Stephanie on your show. If you don't know who Stephanie Stuckey is, check her out and remind me to follow with you. She's a dynamo. Had nothing to do with healthcare had to do with resurrecting a, a business, a generational business. If y'all heard of Stucky's Pecan Logs or, mm -hmm. pe or Pecan, depending on where you're from. Um, <laughs> um, but it, yeah, check that out. And I'm glad to help you. And I know that I didn't mean to divert, but yeah, so that was a lot. And is that what I should be doing when I could have been trying to acquire more clients and make more money for my family? And I, I just feel that I'm not, that just doesn't drive me. I want to I want to make I want to help others do this and get them to a spot where they're comfortable and help them do that. And I and I and I, that's just where I feel like I'm being called to. Um, and hopefully I'm, I mean, I can do a lot better job. I get pretty fiery with some of these folks because I, I get I just um, I don't you know, it's it's just it's hard to find the prospects and it's hard to change the prospects mind to see this. And it just takes time. It is not an overnight sale or anything like that. And it requires a lot of patience. And uh, um, what is it? Uh, uh, Stick-to-itiveness? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, man. Uh, all, this is the main reason why why I wanted to invite you to the show, because regardless of, of what industry someone is in, there is plenty of people out there who have achieved everything they thought they wanted only to find that they still sigh when they get their day started, you know, and it's a different sigh. It's not one like, here goes nothing, you know, no, it's more like, why? 
is what is the point? Whereas it's very clear that with a purpose, regardless of the obstacle, when you know it matters to you and you know it's important, you'll do anything to accomplish it. And that's like that's what I know of you as a person, you know, from from the few times we've 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 uh, we've spoken over Zoom, but of all the times that we chat in general on social media and such. And so for me, I think it's a very valuable energy to bring to the show to have other businesses listen to and 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 remind themselves. But also if they happen to have an employee benefits program, they need to consider the fact that you you have a plan that's better out there and, and one that and you can point to the numbers as why it's better. And for them, not just because it's better for their team, but also better for them literally as business owners, because these are the people that are listening. And, and it, it, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Philip. Interrupted you. Uh, I was just going to say, and they may know other companies who are way bigger than them as well, who are quite literally drowning and operating at a loss without letting anybody know, just because of the situation that they're dealing with in regards to that. Yeah, and that well said. And I, I mean, you're. I, I want to say something, Jason, about Philip, real quick too. What a wonderful person. Um, this guy is so nice and so kind-hearted. It's just truly unbelievable. We were talking with Cal because of Philip and. Many other things. He's always out trying to connect people and uh, what a phenomenal person. And I'm so uh, glad he's with you on this show and I'm excited for where this is going to take him. I hope one day I'm as well read as he is. I mean, that guy, he's, he, he, he know. I mean, he gave us so many book ideas. I, I broke my fingers, write down all the books, but um, to, to your point, Jason, also about a purpose or whatever, the harder thing I thought when I was doing individual life insurance, disability, financial planning, I was really making a difference. And I was because now I'm the guy who needs help because you get so wrapped up on what you're doing. You know, the the, the cobbler's kid doesn't have shoes. The doctor's kid's got a runny nose. So I've had to acquire some help in that area, even though I used to do it and because everyone's busy. But what I've learned is you've made a big difference for people doing that. But this... I don't think a lot of the people really see the difference you make, but these employees who don't have $500 in their checking account, who now have no barriers to care, can live a more healthy life and not be scared to death of what it's going to cost them. And that's a big deal when you think about it. The reason the healthcare system is so bad is a sick care, sick care system. And no one takes care of themselves because it costs so much money and they're scared to death. What if you remove all the barriers? No out-of-pocket cost, hardly any, and they can take care of themselves. Because as a country, over time, we've become functionally uninsured. We've raised deductibles and out-of-pockets on employees, and they they literally don't have $500 in their checking account, the average American. So that, to, to me, is a greater purpose also, other than helping the advisors help them help other employers and those employees that's really the big purpose. And I will tell you that we've had some remarkable stories come out of it. But again, no, a lot of people know me. They go, oh, God, here he comes again. Uh, he's doing that meeting again. Do we have to sit through this meeting? I said, I'm pretty entertaining. My gosh. I mean, you can sit through the other people. <laughs> you're deductible and you're out of pocket and you're copay. I mean, I mean, uh, we make it at least we make. Have y'all heard of Savannah, Savannah Bananas? No. Uh -huh. Are you kidding me? Philip, you don't mm -hmm. know. I, I don't know Jason well enough. You don't. Go look up the Savannah Bananas. Jesse Cole is the leader, is the owner of the of the team. He wears a yellow tuxedo and a big yellow top hat, and the players come out dancing. They just had a bunch of guys get pulled up to the majors, 
and they make baseball fun. And we make insurance fun. As Barry Murphy always says, we really do good work. We help you save a lot of money, help improve the lives of your employee, and we're pretty fun to work with. So, you know, you got to make this stuff fun because it is extremely boring. And uh, I think passion helps people believe you uh, that because you're either just full of bull or you you really believe in what you're doing. And that's why I think I think that helps. Love it. There's really only two two pieces of business left to attend to here. I think I think it's really clear where you stand, what you stand for. And uh, the, the beginning of that is if people are interested in knowing more, where should they be going to connect with you? They could uh, hit, go to our website, www.mitigatepartners.com, and there's a list of advisors there. Uh, contact us. That'll get to us there. Uh, you know, Carl at mitigatepartners.com, LinkedIn, Carl Schusler, uh Twitter. I mean, I got, we got, I got three Twitter accounts and three LinkedIn <laughs> accounts. Mitigate Partners has LinkedIn, Faircost has LinkedIn, but that's it. And if they, if anybody still knows how to use the telephone, 404 941 5519. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, you know, God forbid. Let's not call. Let's email for for four hours back and forth. And we could have resolved it in a phone call in one minute. But, you know, yeah. I, I have I have come to learn over the years as I worked with many great CEOs that most of the really good ones are absolutely allergic to email. <laughs> allergic. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Phil, Phil, my big pet peeve is to is a subject line of an email, Jason, will have whatever it is like, you know, show starts in 30 minutes, you know. <laughs> and for three months, everyone's replying. The show starts in thirty minutes. Why not change it, saying, "Hey, Philip, I need to talk to you in the subject line or something." I mean, <laughs> and everyone that knows me knows. I get that. I said, "Why don't you put the purpose of the email in the subject line?" Now you can tell I get pretty jacked up about that. Stuff. No pun intended. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I straight up just don't do email. Period. <laughs> hey, hey, Jason, can we talk offline on how to do that? I, I can teach you. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my three or my eight step uh, program. For it. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to be hunted. <laughs> you know what uh, they say? The, the first, uh, the first step to uh, solving a problem is admitting you have one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I did with email. I admitted <laughs> I had a problem and then I turned it off. <laughs> wow. That's, that's really great and courageous. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, what, uh, well, what I have now is uh, if you could have gone back Carl to, to early on when uh you found out they intended to just let you go from your own company and what have you, knowing what you know now, what would you say to your younger self who had already built up what most would have deemed like I'm succeeding. Uh, this is, I can go forever here if necessary. And only to find that that wasn't what life had planned for you. But what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now back then? To, to what would I say to my younger self? Yeah. Your younger self. Yeah. Who would presumably was already successful. I mean, there's a plan and, uh, uh, you know, God has a plan and you have to trust that you can try to control, you know, that serenity prayer, you know, God grant me that I'm, I'm going to mess it all up, but y'all know <laughs> the one I'm talking about, uh, to, you know, to know the things I can't control and the courage to know the difference. 
Um, you know, I think a lot of people, Philip, are in, for lack of a better term, control freaks and try to control things. And we all do. Uh, but we're really not in control. So I think things happen for a purpose, as painful as they might be. But going back, um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I stood up for myself, and that's why I was no longer at that company. I stood up for myself. I'm not going to let anyone run over me. And um, I, why I don't do politics. That's why I don't do a lot of things um, because the world doesn't want you to to speak your mind or, you know, to do the, we're, we're, you know, you, you'll get canceled. So I don't know that I would, would change anything. I, I think when I was younger, if I could talk to myself, the one thing I would change is, Hey man, you're just a young punk and you're really not very smart. Listen to what everybody says, because the older you get, I find myself more open to input. But when I was young, I did I was 22 years old. I'm calling on, uh, you know, Jason to solve his financial problems at 22 and I could barely shake. I never thought anything of it. I look back, I'm going, how the heck, man, if I was Jason, I said, who the heck are you, man? Get out of here. But, uh, but no, I mean, I, I would say that I, I be more open when you're younger um, is what I would say, because you don't have all the answers and y'all know what it's like. You And, and I don't know if y'all got children. I mean, you know, you never know how smart your parents, you, the older you get, the smarter your parents get, you know, seem to be, you know. And mm-hmm. so but that's just part of growing up and 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 doing so. I was just blessed to have some decent, some good mentors along the way. But, yeah, I mean, it. I think you got to roll with it and not not control it and and just work hard and, and, and have I mean. So many people don't have a passion for what they do. Like you said, a lot of them just go through the motions and. Man, I've always loved everything I did. I even like picking up trash on the hospital grounds when I was uh when I was between my, after my freshman year. I mean, I just put on a Walkman. If y'all know what a Walkman is, you don't even know what a Walkman is. <laughs> but I put that on and walk around and have a good time. I was out there dancing. But you know, it's it's do the best you can at that moment in time and do it to the to the to the highest purpose that you can, I guess. But be more open. And I'm sorry, I'm long-winded as usual. No, no, no. Be no. more open when you're younger. Be more open to advice. That's why I'm glad you're here, man. You got a lot of heart, you know, and and, and uh, there's an energy. I I don't know what it's like when the cameras are off and you're by yourself. And I imagine the pressures that every entrepreneur faces, you know, it's 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 a brave face we put out there. But also, also, it's a, it's a, it's a service to the world itself just to be that person who's not going to let the world change the way they operate and move and shake yeah we all have our solace and we all you know center ourselves the way that we do but as soon as we go back out into the world it's the movers and shakers and the ones that are helping light the candle from one candle many candles are lit right and that's something that i see in just the way that you move man uh so so the grand finale jason i think is uh is it's time for that uh if you could have invited anybody to this call today carl who would you have loved to have had here and why (laughs) <laughs> he asked me that last. Hey, yeah, I think you may ask that. And I got it. I got it. Um, I mean, I would say, well, I think it'd be cool to to have Jesus Christ, right? I mean, yeah. he's the only perfect person. I think it'd be cool. Uh, and I know you only asked for one sports figure. Uh, I'd lo- love to have Herschel Walker here. I'm I'm a big Georgia fan. He's getting dragged through the coals right now in this 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 uh you know race for the Senate here in Georgia right now. But he's a good person. Um, uh, I'd have my co-founder Barry Murphy. 
uh, with me because he has a lot. Of course, I'm mentoring him now, and he'll tell you that. But he was <laughs> he he mentored me out of out of school, and um, yeah, that's what I I as I, I I guess just off the cuff, I would would say that maybe Kirby Smart too. Man, that guy's doing a heck of a job down there. I mean, that guy could run a company, kind of like Nick Saban. Not as I'm not a Alabama person, but you can't help but admire the leadership skills of people like that. Man. Respect. Again, I, I'm just glad to have you on here. Uh, I'll let Jason close this out, but it was a truly a pleasure again to be able to chat and just you know, throw back energy with you, man. Well, Philip, yeah. before Jason closes, he's probably wondering, Philip, what the heck were you thinking? <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. <laughs> no, not, not at all. It was fun. And you know what? That That's the whole point, right? Is we can be serious, but still have fun. That's the idea, right? And then share some nuggets along the way for people to learn and, and capture those, you know, years of institutional knowledge. That's kind of the whole point of the show. And, uh, you know, thanks for doing that. But the, the, the difference is, is you did it in a very fun way, which, oh. uh, which is very, very, very appreciative. Um, cause it, it gave the, it, it gave our listeners something to giggle at too, which is a good thing. So. Don't take yourself too serious. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, I t- somebody said, how do you get up and speak in front of these groups? And how much do you practice and prepare? The answer is zero outside <laughs> of a, a slide deck. I absolutely no prep, no preparation. It'll be different every time, but you be yourself. Don't be someone you're not be yourself. And the, the great, I, this is what people, the great thing about Carl is he'll tell you what he's thinking. The bad thing about Carl is, He'll tell you what he's thinking. So uh, what, what you see is what you get. And I'm just honored and really appreciative that y'all, that y'all let us come on your show to help promote the Mitigate Partners mission and, and what we're trying to do on something that that is so fundamental to all our lives is, is healthcare. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here, brother. And uh, it was very enlightening for sure. No, you too. Thank y'all for having me. I much appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and always remember, if you can dream it, and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.